For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Hey, welcome into a What's Your Beef Wednesday edition of the Morning Rush. For the first time since 1995, we have a top 15 AP matchup inside of Bud Walton Arena. The Alabama Crimson Tide coming in at number four. You are number 15. Last time you played him at Bud Walton, it was pretty fun. John Petty got ejected. You really took over, not just in the, the second half, but really the entirety of that game. You hope you have a similar performance tonight as they are the higher-ranked team. You were on a roll at that point in time. And if you remember, it all started when you got smacked by Alabama and LSU in consecutive games. So that was kind of the motivation two years ago. We just got smacked by Auburn on the road. Tommy, I'm hoping they'll use that as motivation when the best team in the SEC steps foot in your arena tonight. If you need to get motivated for this game, you're in the wrong business. I mean, you just laid it out. Top 15 matchup, going to be a full house. I, I don't know what much what much more you need to say. You are coming off the loss, but uh, win or lose, this game should motivate you. Alabama's coming off a big win against Kentucky, who got beat last night. I know we're going to talk about that. You think they're not motivated coming off a win? Of course they are. So this is big boy basketball tonight. As uh, you got Arkansas and Alabama, I don't know. I don't know what to say. We always like to say, well, here's what's on the line. I don't know what's on the line other than Alabama, in my opinion, is trying to say stay king of the mountain of the SEC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tennessee is right there on tier two of our, now you're going to have to help me with this, our Pradco. Our SEC, Pradco Pyramid of Power. Power. Yeah. That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. But it kind of rolls uh, off the tongue a little bit. So Quad one opportunity for the Razorbacks tonight. Another one. I think you're two and two of those games. Alabama has a pretty good record, not just in quad ones and quad twos, and they want to add to it tonight because like Arkansas, they have an opportunity to quad one win. And this is the best game on television, basketball-wise, tonight. Last night, you had a couple of different SEC games, a couple that we got a chance to watch that we'll talk about coming up. But the atmosphere is going to be electric. I heard Kamani Johnson talking about it this week. We'll hear what he had to say coming up. You've got a stripe out tonight. How many fans do you think mess up the stripe out and well, don't color coordinate based on what they're supposed to do? All right, so what's your beef Wednesday, right? So let me just start there. The university needs to make that easier to find because I 
I searched Arkansas stripe out basketball, basketball, Arkansas stripe out, Arkansas, Alabama stripe out yesterday. Can you find the map with an easy Google search? No. So you go to the website. Is it there readily available for you to look at? No. It's on the front page. You go to the basketball page. Is it there? No. Not as of yesterday afternoon. Well, when are people planning? You want me to send it to you? I don't need, you need to make it easy to find. Here, I'll send it to you. I don't need you to send it to me. I'll send it regardless because obviously it irritated you. To well, I mean, point. here's the thing. You want people to participate? You need to make that easy to find. It should be front and center on your home page. As of yesterday afternoon, it was not. So if I, you want people to do what you're asking them to do to make your arena special, make the information easy to the general public to find. I, I think sometimes the University of Arkansas thinks that all their information can be distributed via social media it's and we've not got to, we've got to remi- you even search their social media page it's probably 20 posts down i didn't realize that would agitate well you i'm just much. telling you you put the you put the effort into marketing something that you want to happen you can't say the the, the website's the hub the mm-hmm. place it goes back to no i'd agree and it should be front. should be front and center yeah. there and yesterday is when People are planning, doing laundry, getting kids' stuff laid out. You know, it's it's not hard to put it right there. If you want people, well, there's a link in the game notes. The fans don't read the game notes. Yeah, I've got it. It's in the game notes they sent me as a media member. The public doesn't get the game notes. They don't get the email from the sports information office. Make that easier for the general public. Because guess what? Yesterday's when my wife's calling me saying, hey, what color is it red or is it white? Did you figure that out? Why haven't you figured that out? Here, let me Google it. You know, and then it brings up a stripe out for the Arkansas-Texas game in football, the Arkansas-Alabama game in football when there was a red out. Those are the kind of things that if you want people, if you want it to be the way you envision it being, make it easy for the information to be there. And it wasn't, again, it wasn't difficult for me because I just went to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. But But how many posts did you have to go down to find it? They got it pinned. It's okay. I'm, I'm te- I, you know, whatever that means. So it's, a, it's at the top of the page. But I, again, more people. That's not how people in their forties uh, and fifties find stuff. That's again, I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving you some grace on this because you don't need to people, give me any grace. More your, people, your view of the world is not absolute well, that, nor right. That's what I'm saying because more of our listeners are more of their customers, more not, of their fans. Make I, it easy. I didn't think that would set you off that much. What's well, your beef Wednesday? You want me to be over here like you just be, well, I just really wish they would be, you know. No one wants to hear that. So, all right. It then. is, it is. I didn't know you had that much fandom in you that you had to be in the stripe out. I'm proud of you. I haven't seen this. Oh, well, that makes my day. Let me go home. Ty's proud of me. I'm, wow. I'm proud of you, man. Usually you're just kind of ho hum. I'm going to go to the game, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to bring my son, but you actually got some passion for once. Oh, I'm just saying if you ask, your consumers, you ask your fans to do something, make it easy. I don't think having it easily available, easily found on a Google search or on your website is too, too much to ask. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think that. And as of yeah. yesterday, maybe they've changed. I hadn't looked. I, I found the information I needed. I hadn't looked again. But as of yesterday, about 4.35 o'clock, it wasn't there. The Google search is a little more difficult to do, as we've learned. But no, it's one- not because the Arkansas-Texas football game comes up. The Arkansas-Alabama football game Come when you put in Arkansas stripe out basketball football games come up. I think the website would be the one where it doesn't make it like that. Not only when you click on Razorback basketball, but when you click on ArkansasRazorbacks.com, 
Yeah. That should be the initial front, exactly. front and center post. That's just common sense. Where, it was not there yesterday. Oh, I don't. It might be this morning, but you would think that that but would it be is now. following the. Uh, I mean, I'm following the Auburn game. That should have been put up basically on Sunday. Well, you've got three but what, days. But here's the thing: from the university, are you making any more money out of that? I mean, it, it creates an atmosphere. It looks good on TV. You got a, a national ESPN two broadcast. They're all national at this point, but um, you know, you want you want your arena to look like one of the best places mm-hmm. in the country. You want to show out tonight with what you have and. You know, it's a recruiting opportunity for the next batch of five stars you want to come here. Yeah, I don't know if there's any official football visitors tonight or unofficial ones, but anytime that you have an opportunity to showcase your basketball facility against a top five opponent, Arkansas fans show up and show out, and I think they're going to do the same tonight. It's at 6 o'clock. I would anticipate a lot of fans leaving early from work or whatever you have to do because traffic's going to be bad. You've talked about getting into a restaurant by 4 o'clock. Otherwise, it's probably going to be very difficult. Now, that sounds like an old man right there, doesn't it? Hey, I need to eat at 4. Old man dinner. <laughs> sound like clay. But, no, I think and tonight— Maybe I can get over to the Golden Corral and here I, today. I've had, and, uh, I've had several— Guys around your age text me that they're going early because they want one of those mini Bud Walden replicas. Which well, I, we're not doing that, uh, but we are we are leaving a little early. Big day for Dylan. He gets out of school a few minutes early. Out of baby Dylan. So what, what, what's your last class of the day? He said math. I said, well, not not too early then. That's not yeah. a, that's not a craft strong suit. No, maybe you need to hang around. We're working a little pre-algebra right now. Maybe maybe we need to hang around for that. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. It's going to be a full house tonight inside of Bud Walton Arena for the first top 15 matchup since 1995. Crazy it's been that long. I'm excited. Chuck's excited. Tommy's excited. We'll talk about that game coming up tonight at 6 in just a sec. Hey, we're brought to you by Wheels RV, five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. I was headed out 412 yesterday. Had to go to Siloam Springs and drove by Wheels, and you can't miss it. It's right there below the water towers in Tawnytown, but... You can't miss it because of all the selection. I don't know how many RVs they have right now to choose from, but you can tell they have reloaded for 2023. Uh, I'm going to guess way over 100 units uh, that, that are on the lot, and they've got a great selection that all come with a lifetime warranty on every new RV they sell. So I think you're going to like the selection. You're going to like the price points. You're going to like the brands, and you're going to love the service and the people at Wheels RV, five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. Seek, explore, and discover with Wheels RV. Chuck, I know the players always say that they don't do anything different even though a top five, top ten opponent comes into town. Do you change up your routine when you have something like this happening tonight? I know it's the early part of the week, or midweek, I guess now, but um, I've been on a couple of shows in Alabama, and you don't usually get that in basketball season. Most of the time that happens in football season, so... You know, I don't know that Alabama's a basketball school yet, but 
there's been a lot of talk about this game down there from what I gather. Yeah, I think I was, I was talking to an Alabama radio host earlier this week, Chuck. They, I mean, the last couple years, it, it's still never going to reach the level of football, guys, but there is there's some force, there's some fandom behind what Nate Oates is doing down there. You know, and a lot of programs would struggle, and I, and I don't know, I don't have a sense, and, I, and if, if Arkansas wins tonight, I don't think this will be the reason, but in football, if you beat Alabama, there's a hangover from that. A lot of times you can't get over that win. I think Kentucky has been that program in basketball, obviously, but I don't know, Chuck, if there's a, you know, a hangover effect uh, from beating Kentucky right now. If you're, if you're a program like Alabama, who's accomplished some things in the last two seasons. No, I don't think there's hangover from beating Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky lost at home to South Carolina last night, which is just really unthinkable. I mean, they're one and three. We're starting the league in 35 years. You know, Alabama, the thing about Alabama, and I said this earlier in the week, I, I've watched them a lot this year. There are times I've watched them and I've thought that's a team that could win the national championship. There's times I've watched them and I thought early exit. But you look at who they've played and where they've played them. I mean, they beat North Carolina on a neutral floor, beat Michigan on a neutral floor, one at number one Houston, you know, at number one Houston on their home floor. So, you know, this is a this is a really good team. Arkansas is a good team, and uh, Bud Walton Arena needs to bring some magic tonight. I think they're going to. I don't have an expectation that fans aren't going to deliver tonight. I mean, Chuck, you've done hundreds of these games as hyped as they are. I mean, this is an atmosphere that is untouchable in the SEC, and I know it might have been a little teensy bit better, Tommy, like you're saying, if they would have beat Auburn, but. I don't think that loss is going to prevent fans I, from showing up. To I me. haven't heard of anyone wanting to sell their tickets because they lost Saturday night. And I will tell you, this is this has turned into a tough week in terms of tickets. A lot of people want to go to this game. I can tell you, there's uh, there's there's a lot of people looking for tickets, and the Nashville game Saturday. There will be a lot of Razorback fans at the Nashville game Saturday. So uh, I think both both games this week. First one, obviously, at home. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a tough ticket tonight. Hard to get. Uh, Got to get around early. Got to take off oh, work a little bit early oh, yeah. if you're going to be in place by six o'clock. Let me tell you, the other premium tonight is parking. Everybody, absolutely. Trying, anybody know? Anybody got an extra parking pass? That's right. You know, we we got a group. We're going to pile in together because they don't have a parking pass. We're going to go together because uh, parking is a premium. Particularly, you don't have time waste to waste looking for because you want to be at least out of your car. Walking to the arena no later than what five thirty tonight, and then they, I, I'm afraid you may get to the door and there's going to be a little bit of a line to get in, just because everybody's going to crash the gate at the same time. I always, as a kid, loved to go early. Now I had to convince my dad. You would think it'd be the opposite because I <laughs> I feel like that it was the older generation that liked to get there early. But as a kid, I would have to convince my dad that we should get there an hour, or an hour and a half before the game because I'd sit watch Stephen Hill and all these other tall guys that are five or six feet above me but man that's uh this tonight i think you're gonna have a lot of different generations that want to get there early to t take in the pregame and then just yeah. be ready in their seats for what's gonna what's gonna happen yeah you know this has been a good series i can remember when we joined the league um you know you're, if if you're old enough to remember you'll never forget when they played alabama in the you know the jefferson birmingham arena downtown there in birmingham and they got that charge block call, Tommy Dom, Don Rutledge. God bless his soul, man. He, he he ripped our hearts out that day. But it's uh, you know Alabama was one of the few teams early on that came into Bud Walton Arena and won. 
I can remember specifically one game, Alabama coming in here and winning, and I mean, they celebrated like they'd won the national championship, and that was a pretty average Alabama team. Arkansas's kind of had their number here lately. There's always an ebb and a flow to it, but, you know, Nate Oates has really done a good job there. You know, if you're a fan tonight, you'd like to be entertained. You know, you're at the arena. Just watching Oates and Musselman. I mean, those two guys are as animated as any coaches out there. Yeah, you know, they don't always show them, obviously, on the television screen. you got to show the game at some point. But um, those two guys are a show in and of themselves. Yeah, and to your point about, you know, how good this series has been, Arkansas owns uh, like a 10-game edge in the series. But you look at the SEC games only, and the series record in conference games is 28-27. and 27. So Alabama, if they win tonight, could even up uh, the record at 28 apiece with a win tonight in SEC games. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, there's an ebb and a flow to it. There are periods you go through where one team seems to be better than the other. You know, there were years, and, and it's still really hard, but, you know, there have been times when, you know, Arkansas struggled to go down there and win. I mean, there have been years you walked into that place and you knew it's going to be a long day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might win, but it's going to be a long day. You know, they're getting a new building down there. And uh, they they are making a commitment to basketball. Nate Oates is a sought-after guy. And so if they're going to keep him as their basketball coach, they're going to have to do some things they, they didn't have to do for guys before him. Arkansas and, and, uh, they will. Yeah, I'm going to correct something. I said Arkansas owns a 36-30 advantage in the series. When I think about Alabama, I think about Wimp Sanderson. I think about them plaid yeah. jackets. Oh, yeah. that, that's what I think about when uh, I go by. I know a lot of people are familiar with with uh, with Wimp when he was at Little Rock, but uh, that that's where it all began for me was uh, was his time in Burma or in his time in Tuscaloosa with those plaid jackets. Yeah, you know, we were talking a minute ago about that game in the early '90s there in Birmingham. You just look at the cast of characters oh, we've yeah. talked about: Wimp, Coach Richardson, Don Rutledge. I mean, those are, you know, and and if you're old enough, you know, Don Rutledge was like, he was the SEC referee. If there was a big game, it was going to be Don Rutledge. He's a Final Four referee, but. You know, uh, uh, those were three great characters, and in that era, uh, those were uh, those were some really entertaining basketball games. Is there a player that you identify? You were talking about Whip, Whip Sanderson, old Alabama coach. Is there a player players you identify with Alabama basketball? I think about like Robert Ory, and then recently John Petty. Mm-hmm. Those well, are- you had Hot Rod. I, I mean, there's there there's no doubt about it. I mean, they were our uh, big big shot Bob. You had Big Shot Bob. Yeah. They didn't call him that back then, but. Oh, those were you know you think about that 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 game and the NBA players. Um, was it Doc Robinson? Was it Doc or Hollywood? I forget. Just right off the top of my head, they had a guard down there that was really good, and they uh, uh, you know there were there were pros on the floor that day, and both schools have done a good job. You know, you go back before Arkansas joined the SEC. Uh, you know, Wimp, Wimp had him in the Sweet 16 a lot. They had a player, I think his name was Reggie King back in the day, that was really good. And, um, you know, they've, they've had success there in basketball before. It's just always been overshadowed. And I think this this game tonight, it's just kind of weird saying that the best team that you have faced to, or that will face to this point is Alabama and basketball. I remember when Godfrey got them to number one, I think in 03. But, I mean, Oates has probably been the most consistent coach for them in Two decades. Well, the SEC's made, you know, when when the television money started really flowing, the SEC made a commitment to basketball. They hired Dan Leibowitz away from the, the Big East, I think, at the time. And, um, you know, they've hired good coaches. And they've got the money to pay them. 
Uh, that's the thing about it now. I mean, you've got, uh, um, you know, you think about where we are in SEC basketball right now. Kentucky's one in three. People wonder if it's about over for Calipari. Um, they've been passed in recruiting. You know, Kentucky, there was a time every year, it was just assumed. Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, they were going to have the, you know, they were going to have, one of them was going to have the best class. And Kentucky every year it was, well, Calipari's got a team full of one and duns. Uh, but you look at it now, other schools, uh, you know, this this time around, or at least right now, us included, um, other teams have passed them in recruiting. And to your point about the league and the quality, this will be the third straight game that a ranked Arkansas team will play a ranked opponent uh, at home tonight. In the 99th time in Razorback history, you're going to have a ranked opponent. So that just speaks to the quality of the league no and doubt. consistency right there. That happens every week in football. Yeah. It happens every week. Some Somewhere in our conference, every week, you've got... We're very accustomed to it in football. We're not as accustomed to it in basketball, but I would venture to bet five, seven, eight years from now when you read school's note packages, which all of us have in front of us right now, there's not going to be any notes about first time there's been a ranked matchup in 30 years or first time there's been a ranked matchup in X number of years. That's going to become more commonplace in our league, I think. So is this the year that they contribute postseason-wise, though? Because those those stats and those references you're talking about are yeah. great. You know, but the fact is, you haven't had an SEC team make the Final Four since, I think, Auburn. And it's been a, it's been a few years. Yeah, and I, I, I don't want to get too carried away with net rankings, but we know the committee leans on that metric a lot. And it's way early. We're, we're just, you know, three, four games into the league uh, play right now. But when you look at the net rankings, at least in the top 40, the SEC needs to do some work there. And it, it may even out as you start to play those teams, and I suspect it will, Chuck. But right now, if you just based it on net rankings, and that's not the only way you look at it, um, the SEC wouldn't be as deep in the tournament as you would hope. But I don't know. We all talk about the numbers. This is a six-bid, seven-bid, eight-bid league, eight league. We'll find out. Well, the thing about, you know, when you look at the scheduling, the SEC, and we've talked about the top third, top four or five teams in the league, maybe six. They've, uh, you know, they played good teams. Now, some of your bottom feeders haven't. And that drags everybody down in terms of the net net ranking of the conference and such. But I think that, you know, we're sitting here talking about ranked matchups. Uh, you win this game tonight. I don't care if Alabama or Arkansas wins. You're going to get a bump. I mean, you're going to get a bump in that net. There are going to be a lot of games like that where – you know, teams, uh, uh, you know, you're going to get bumps for winning on the road. We talked, in, and, and I believe this, too, how hard it's going to be for teams to win on the road. And then last night you got four <laughs> games and three road yeah. wins. Right, right. So uh, it's um, it's going to be topsy-turvy, I think. That, those, those are the nights that will bet a, that will break a better last night, you know. If three road you, wins. You bet betting on the home teams last night and you just get clobbered. Is, but the point is that's how teams' nets are yeah, going to ride. That's exactly and, right. And, and I think as we move through conference play, you're going to see nets take a, you know, take a significant jump. I'd agree. When you have a ranked team winning over a ranked team in their place, which I think will happen some in our league. Yeah. You've missed Trevin Brazil since he's torn his ACL, but with a front line of 6'9", 6'10", and 7 feet, is this the game that you'll miss him the most tonight with just not having that matchup for Clowney and Betty Ako at points and, and then also especially with Brandon Miller? Is well, this is tonight where you're going to miss him the most through any games? I think initially you just said Kentucky because of Sheboy, but uh, I don't disagree with what you're saying right now. Well, they'll miss him, no doubt about that. I mean, 
you know, you can, uh, you know, to say you're going to miss him one game more than the other, I think they miss him every game. Are they, is this basketball team with the free throws and shooting, Chuck, is it going to see a substantial improvement just because they're at home? I mean, I know teams play better at home versus when they're on the road, but are we going to see a boost just because the rejuvenated, the fact that they're back in Bud Walton Arena? Well, teams generally shoot better at home, you know, whether it's at the free throw line or, you know, behind the arc or wherever. Uh, not always, but generally. So, um, you know, I would I would expect that, you know, to improve at home, just like all all shooting improves at home generally. Um, you know, tonight I think if you're going to beat a team like Alabama, there's not going to be a lot of margin for error. So your free throw percentage better be up. Because, you know, when you play a team like Alabama, and frankly, it was kind of like this against Auburn the other night. Uh, when you're playing games like that, you don't have the luxury of, you know, missing an inordinate number of free throws. And so, yeah, I mean, you you got to hit them tonight. All these little things and, you know, all the all the things that come into play, if you're going to win a game like this, you've, you've got to excel in all of them. Well, and both of these teams get to the line a lot. I mean, both, That's are, right. both are nationally, when you look at the numbers, top 25 teams in free throw attempts. So uh, this game may, as, as much as we talk about shooting against the zone and, 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 and motion and good passes and not turning the ball over, I suspect when we uh, evaluate it in the morning and, and late tonight, Probably the team that made the, the most free throws in the last four or five minutes of the game might be your winner tonight because I think both teams are going to get the line. Could be a long game because we could have a lot of fouls in this one tonight. Might be. Might be. I also think you earn your way to the line. You know, you earn your way to the line by beating somebody off the dribble. You earn your way to the line by making a good cut against the zone and drawing the foul as you go to the rim. I mean, you earn your way there. And so when you get there... You know, you got to. Uh, you're not going to make all of them, and neither are they. But you know, you got to make your share. And in a game like again tonight's, uh, you better make the vast majority of them. But the two teams combined average 47 free throw attempts. 22, a lot of free throws. 20, ne- nearly 23 for Arkansas. Nearly 25 for for Alabama statistically. You think so about could be a long game. Nate Oates' teams the last couple of years have jacked a lot of threes. This team, not that they don't shoot three pointers, but they're more apt to get to the rim than a teams that he's had recently at Alabama. Well, you look at what Arkansas and Alabama did after last season. You look at why they didn't win their last games. And, um, you know, a lot of it had to do with defending above the rim. You know, you think about where Arkansas was last year. A lot of times their best defense inside was drawing a charge. Um, that'll get you a long ways, but it's not going to get you to the final four. And I think Alabama had some realizations they had to face too. And it looks like, I don't know exactly what, you know, Coach Oates' philosophy or his thought was at the end of last season, but it looks like it was similar to, you know, what, what Must thought that, you know, we got out muscled and they were bigger than us inside in that last game and we got to do something about it coming into this year. Hey, if you're a buyer or seller when it comes to real estate, Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, is a name you need to remember and you can log on anytime because I think what you're going to find, whether you're selling a home, whether you're buying a home, what you're going to find is the Weikert agent that you deal with is the best trained because they've got the best training in the business. There's nobody that even comes close to them, quite frankly. That allows them to understand the market better. They know the game better. That allows them to negotiate better for you, whether you're selling or buying. And, um, you know, ultimately it gets you from contract to close because anybody that's been through 
uh, a sale of real estate knows that sometimes it can get a little complicated at the end, and they can walk you through that. They can make sure that a lot of those problems are things that you personally don't have to deal with. They'll deal with it for you. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale and Bentonville, office in Fort Smith. They're open in Branson, Missouri now. You're going to see their yellow signs all over town and on to wikergriffin.com. Chuck, one of the questions you asked Tom Murphy on the latest edition of the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast is what's going on with Kentucky? They get their 28-game home winning streak snapped by a team that was a below 500 last night. Is Cal going to figure this out? Oh, I don't know. That's, you know, he's probably already figured it out. He just didn't have the horses to get it done, evidently. Um, you know, they were down a couple of their scores right now. You know, Toppin didn't play last night, and I, I, the other player's name escapes me at the moment, but they're kind of in a situation similar to Arkansas in that, you know, we don't have Brazil and Smith, and they got a couple of guys that missed last night. Toppin's a really good player. I'm not saying that's the only reason they lost, but, um, you know, they're, they're, they're down a couple of guys right now, too. And, you know, it's a long season. I mean, uh, hey, we've been 1-3 and three and ended up in the Elite Eight, and Kentucky's 1-3 right now. But you do kind of wonder, you have to wonder, are we nearing the end of the Calipari era in Kentucky? Yeah. Um, it's got that feel. Is There's it, no doubt about it. A lot of, lot of, and I think this is social media and media speculation, but his name is circulating around the open job in Austin, Texas. You think there's anything to that, or is that just people having fun talking? Oh, I think there's something to it. I think, I've, you know, I, I would suspect there have been conversations, maybe not between Cal himself, but between his people, so to speak. Um, you know, Texas is going to want to make a big hire. Uh, not just, uh, you know, not, not, not just, you know, your average, even really good basketball hire. They want to go over the top. And, um, you know, Beard was a really good coach. I mean, regardless of what happened, he was a really, really good coach. And that program's in good shape. The thing that makes it attractive for somebody like Cal is you can go in and win right now. You're, you know, you're not having to portal or anything like that. I mean, you got guys there now. And so I think that's the thing that makes it attractive. And plus, they've got that new building. So if he, guys, if he leaves Kentucky, which I, I think everyone runs their course somewhere, and you know I, what had him? Has it been ten years? I'm not sure exactly how many years he's there, but it's been it's been a while. Um, where does Kentucky go? I mean, because they they have a certain standard. They're not just going to hire a Johnny come lately uh, and hope for the best. That's not how Kentucky rolls. Who do you target if you're Kentucky? Well, I think Kentucky can target anybody they want. And anybody out there is going to listen. I don't know who it would be, but I think they can take their pick of the very best. Now, I mean, there are certain guys. I mean, you're not going to get Tom Izzo away from Michigan State this late in his career. And there are some other veteran coaches you probably, you know, nobody's going to pry away. But, um, no, you can go after anybody you want. So I threw out the name Bill Self yesterday. And I know he's at Kansas, and I know that's a blue-chip job, and so is Kentucky. But, man, if I'm at Kansas and I'm Bill Self, I got to be be a little uneasy about the future of the Big Twelve, where it's headed. This whole conference setup. I just wonder if a guy like Bill Self, where a job like that would even would even sit down and listen. Maybe so. Uh, I mean, I look if Kentucky comes calling, I don't care where you are. Uh, you you know, you're going to listen. You may at the end of the conversation say, "I've been here 25 years and I like it here, and I'm going to retire here, and and you know, wish you well." But you're going to listen. Because, you know, that is, regardless of what's going on right now, that's, you know, to say they're a blue blood's an understatement. And so, 
Um, I think if Calipari leaves, um, I think they'll they'll go after the biggest names in college basketball. So you just yeah. said, that, does that include the guy in Fayetteville, Arkansas, right now? Well, I, I would, you know, I'm, I mean, uh, you know, you can just use your deductive reasoning right there. <laughs> so, yeah. what, which school would be more apt to pursue Eric Musselman? Would it be Texas or would it be Kentucky? If you think I, one athletics I, director between Mitch Barnhart and Chris DeLaCante, they're looking what Eric's done here at Arkansas. Which you say we want to, mm. we want this guy? I think a lot of schools would want him because of the success he's had and. I keep going. Everybody gets nervous about that and gets uneasy. But you want a coach that nobody else wants to hire? I don't. It means you're probably not very good. Mm-hmm. So I think both both schools, which one would want him more? I don't know. But I think both schools would have him on some kind of list. If, if I was in those AD shoes, why wouldn't you? But Nate Oates would be another name. I mean, let's not pretend like Musselman would be the only name people would desire. He would be amongst the best because I think he's amongst the best in this league, top two or three coach in this league now. I wonder if if it came down you you mentioned the he hasn't done enough yet perspective Tommy like he's he's still elite that's not Kentucky standard elite eight. Well, Kentucky wants the resume they want to win the press conference so um, Bill Self's got that kind of resume. Well, now, uh, hang on just a second here on this doesn't have the resume for it. I mean Eddie Sutton they hired Eddie Sutton and they've hired other coaches. I mean, to say that a guy that's been at the Elite Eight twice doesn't have the resume for Kentucky, no, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. It's football playoff and bowl season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings with 64-inch TVs everywhere, cold beer, delicious burgers, and you-know wings. Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch all the playoff and bowl games. So bring the game and join us this playoff and bowl season at our Conway, Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, and Fort Smith locations. Buffalo Wild Wings, your home for the big games. Roar! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. All right, let's hear some beefs this morning. 877-377-6963. Now, Tommy, you broke open the show, ticked off that they really didn't do a good job of marketing that the Stripe out. No, 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 no. They, they marketed it because we all know about it. I don't, I don't want to be misquoted here. I just, when, when my wife was at, when quizzing me, what does he need? Red shirt, white shirt, got to get laundry done. Yesterday was the day for guys like me that's taking a kid to the game or someone's taking their wife to the game that the laundry has to get done. We got to get the wardrobe ready because there's no time today. You got to leave work early. You got a lot of stuff to get done today in order to be at the game on time. Well, you Google, this is where it began, Googling. On her end, stripe out Arkansas basketball, Bama, those words, it comes up old maps, whatever. You go to the website, not readily there. You said, well, who's pinned to the Twitter page? Well, I don't know that that's the first thing a lot of people think about. Hey, I'm going to go get the information on a pinned tweet. I mean, Chuck, would that be the first place you would look? I don't know. I don't know anything about this stripe out thing. I don't pay attention to that. I mean, I know what's going on. 
I just know I'm going to wear the same. Well, I'm going to wear the same thing regardless, either white or red. I don't know. Yeah. And when you're taking a you know nearly 13 year old to the game, you got to figure out what has the fewest stains on it. I do have. You know, so I mean, that's the key. Stain. Which T-shirt has the fewest stains? We got to get that one cleaned up. So Chuck, do you do you abide by like being at home? You were white, and then on the road you were red, or no, just, no, just whatever, whatever's clean. They do have some cool new uniforms tonight. Chuck's above a stripe out. I mean, He's, is he? No, <laughs> it's not that. It's, you know, it's, I, I t- to be honest with you, I don't know what section our row would I, would uh, fall in. But uh, well, I can tell you. <laughs> I don't think the scores tables on the chart. So it's right behind it. Johnny says that his beef is the stripe outs, red outs, anything. He wants a created atmosphere with in-game production, and he feels like fans feel guilty if they don't coordinate their shirt. By not wearing what they're supposed to tonight. That's his beat. Well, just don't be that fan because I've been to some of these games where you get it wrong or you you didn't you didn't look at the chart close enough and you realize it, you know that you, you show up to the game in the in the wrong uniform, if you will. And don't be that guy in the row behind or ahead that you know you're pointing your finger, wagging your. Why didn't you? You're not a good fan. You wore red. You're sitting in a white section. Don't don't be that guy. I I would say my beef this morning. You guys, do you guys shave every day, or do y'all shave like? Every other day, or how's that work for y'all? You generally shave every day. I shave every Wednesday. I'll grow a little bit <laughs> of a five o'clock shadow, but I get frustrated. <laughs> well, when you become a man, you'll shave every day. My, so. well, right. I don't have to listen. You be the suit. You have a clean shaved face. I don't have to worry about that. I get frustrated when my roommate <laughs> own a leaves. Suit, but okay. Oh, but you are a suit. But I get frustrated when my roommate he leaves all his beard whiskers. All over the sink, all over everywhere. Yeah. When you guys do that, do y'all cl- does do y'all significant others well, do that? Like, how's I, it- I've got my own sink. She's got her own okay. area. And let me tell you, and you'll learn this someday if, and that's if you ever get married. Oh, it's coming at some point. And Chuck can attest to this. A man's area in the bathroom is exponentially less cluttered and cleaner than a, than a female's. You talk about makeup bags and curling irons and all the product, all this stuff. I mean, uh, that's that's the one area there there can be no finger pointing. Do you put product in your hair? Does it look like I put product in my hair? I I know you like to dress a certain way and look a certain way, so I'm just asking. I don't. I just wet my hair each morning. So that's a no. No, I don't put product. Okay. In my hair. Probably should. It'd probably be better if I did, but I don't. That's my beef. It's, and when I come into the sink, it's just cluttered with hair everywhere. And it's on my side. It's on his side. I'm just like. Sounds right. like you got a house issue, Ty. Yeah. Sounds, yeah. Like, sounds like you guys had a little, like, need to have a little roommate's meeting. Get this stuff ironed out. An intervention, Chuck. That's what we need. An intervention. That's my beef. It's not. Well, as, my dad would call those come to Jesus meetings. You, y'all need to have a come to Jesus meeting. You know, it was funny. My dad, as we close out this before we talk Georgia, my dad, when me and my brother used to have spats and arguments about the day, said, Go outside and duke it out. Yeah. And then we'd be fine after that. Now, I'm not going to do that with him because he's 6'3 and he's got about 100 pounds on me. And I'd give my tail whipped. What's the whipped. problem? I'd give my tail whipped. I just need to confront a man and say, hey, I need you to stop doing this. You're going to ask him, not tell him, aren't yeah. you? He's going to ask, any Chuck? He's a little bigger yeah. than me. I'm not, I'm not stupid. I know where my weight class is when it comes to fights, and that's not it. He's got his bluff on you, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. he probably does. Honestly. He doesn't respect you is what it sounds no, like to me. No, uh, listen, if there's anything my <laughs> Did you hear what he do, called you? Did you hear what he called yeah. you? I missed it. Uh, I'm just joking. Go ahead. If there's anything my friends have when it comes to me, it's respect, Tommy. If there's anything that they have, it's respect. Hmm. That sound like respect to you, Chuck? Leaving the bathroom a mess? Doesn't sound yeah. like it to me. 
All right, that's your uh, morning. That's your beefs here on uh, the morning rush. Normally, our Red River Dodge morning rush daily question: Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by V's Barbershop with two locations in Rogers and Bentonville. Visit V's Barbershop online at vbarbershop.com or in person and see why V's is a cut above the rest. Chuck, you talked a little bit this on the latest podcast, and we were speaking to this on Monday. As we got closer to the national championship, I think we were all gaining the sense that there was an opportunity for Georgia to just beat the you-know-what out of TCU, which is exactly what they did. So now college football has to readdress what's going on and figure out, hey, is Georgia the new top dog? Is Nick Saban and company, are they going to come back next year? So how do you catch Georgia? I mean, they are right now so, what some say are so far ahead of everyone. Are they that far ahead of Alabama? And if they are, how does college football teams, how do they catch them? I think they're ahead of them. I don't know how far, but I think they're ahead of them right now. This idea, though, that I think Georgia's just roared past Alabama might be a little bit of an overstatement, although they have passed them. Uh, Georgia's going to win the East next year in all probability, and, and somebody's going to have to. And the year after. And the year yeah, after. And, 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 well, my point is, is somebody, you know, to end all this, somebody's going to have to beat them first in the SEC championship game, and then with the expanded playoff, somebody's going to have to beat them again. And over time, you know, as we've seen with Alabama, I mean, it'll, uh, you know, it'll last probably, I- I'm going to guess, 10 or 15 years, Well, to ten- be very honest with you. Tennessee's your best hope on what you're asking what about because that. Tennessee's the one that can beat them in the regular season. If they can run the table, they'll be in the championship game. And Georgia may be doing what Alabama's done before, hunting the national title from outside of a championship game, which with an expanded playoff is more likely and. I, I'm I'm not c- completely wild about the way they're going to do it when we get there, uh, because of the way they're going to treat conference champions with those buys. But I'm going to tell you, we're going to have a lot of years, guys. I think there's going to be three and maybe four SEC teams in that top 12, and they think it's going to lock out SEC teams by having more teams. I think it's going to do just the opposite. Tennessee. We're going to see more in the in the well, final four. Well, uh, let me say this though: let's not act like Tennessee's close to Georgia. To get back to the Georgia. Well, they beat them pretty good this year. Tennessee's not close to Georgia right now. They've, you know, they're better than they were, and it's more of a game maybe than it was, although it wasn't much of one for long. Um, you know, Georgia. They're, they're the best hope in the East right now. Well, yeah, right now they are, and that's my point. That's why Georgia's going to keep on winning the East because uh, they're, uh, you know, Tennessee's got a lot of ground to make up, and it's lot, you know, not like Georgia's going to stop. I, you know, I, I think Georgia's on a run that's. You know, similar to what the Alabama teams have enjoyed, and I think if we saw them every year, we would probably realize that a little more clearly. You know, when you look back at this in retrospect, we should have known when Alabama steamrolled Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl what was going to happen in the national championship game. I mean, that's a team that you know uh, Alabama was really good, but um, you know Kansas State was the Big Twelve champion, the champion, and Alabama just boat raced them. So we should have known what was going to happen. Everybody kind of romanticized this David versus Goliath thing, but that's that's not football. I mean, I, I mean that's basketball. And so um, Georgia's, Georgia's a long way ahead of everybody else, but there are other teams in the SEC that are way ahead too. So We're not one of them right now, but they're out there. Okay, so I, my next question would be, Georgia's still ahead of everyone. The debate is more how much. 
SEC is the best conference. How close is the Big Ten to the SEC? Well, now, you know, one thing that I do think we have to acknowledge, and it has to be said, is that just because Georgia's great doesn't mean the entire SEC's great. Just because Alabama had their dynasty, that doesn't make South Carolina better. That doesn't make Arkansas better. Doesn't make Mississippi State better. Doesn't make anybody better. Just makes them better. So, um, you know, the Big Ten's a good conference. At the top, they're not as strong as the SEC. I mean, just, you know, look at what happened. I know Georgia had to pull a rabbit out of a hat, but they did. The bottom line is they did. And then they, you know... It wasn't even a ball game on uh, Monday night. There, there's a big difference between yeah. the SEC and the Big Ten. But a lot of that is at the top. Yeah. I mean, there's a clearly, to me, a clearly defined top three in the Big Ten. You got Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. And then pick one and two, whatever order. You'd be Michigan this year, Ohio State, then Penn State right now. The SEC, it's Georgia, Bama, then is it, you'd say Tennessee this year. But... You know, there's not a clearly defined number three in the conference. You know, Wisconsin's been in that equation also in the Big Ten. But right now, would anyone disagree with those three? Well, I mean, you don't have a defined three in this league, but the top two are better in this league than that league, I think. I think. Well, you know, you look at just what's happened the last four years. I mean, you've got, you know, LSU, Alabama, and Georgia twice. Um, find me a team in the Big Ten that you would – be a heavy, you know, that would be a heavy favorite to win it once mm-hmm. at the start of the season. And when you look at the Big Ten, you could say that Ohio State is a national championship contender. You could also say they're a pretender, but you could say they're a contender. Mm-hmm. And you can say Michigan is a contender. Now they were revealed as a pretender. But beyond that, I don't know of anyone you would even begin to mention in a national championship discussion. Does Fickle change that dynamic going to Wisconsin? Does he no. is, is he that good no. as a coach? I mean, they'll be really good. Don't get me wrong. They'll be really good. But if you're asking, does Wisconsin become at the level of LSU, Alabama, or Georgia? No. So outside of, I think the only Big Ten champion since the college football playoff inception was the first year in Ohio State. Mm-hmm. 2014. I don't think a Big Ten team has won since well, then. The SEC, as Chuck has mentioned, you mentioned those three teams, and Alabama's obviously won a couple more than that. That's, I mean, I, I think it, the champions itself speak to a lot more there than what the Big Ten It's about geography. It's about geography. When we talk about the best players in the country, where do we talk about? Texas. We talk about Florida. We talk about the South. We talk about Atlanta and that, you know, 150 miles around it. We don't talk about Madison, Wisconsin. We don't talk about you know, Ohio football. We talk about football in the South. And if that dynamic stays the way it is for the next 10 years, football in the South is going to reign supreme. Well, you know, everybody's got their recruiting hotbeds. But um, it does seem like, you know, at least right now, um, you know, the SEC, that's that's where the best players play. It's mm-hmm. where the best players go. Now, look, there have been times in the history of college football when the Big Ten was better. You know, there have been times. You, you, know, you got to go back, but there have been times. and But it's been a long time. And, um, you know, it's, um, again, I, you know, the thing that I think fans would like to see, you need your dynasties out there, but you need a little bit of turnover too. You know, you don't need it to be like, for example, Major League Baseball, where half the teams know every year we ain't got a prayer. And you don't want college football to be like that. You need dynasties. You need things for people to shoot for. 
You need those dramatic moments when those teams lose, those moments that live forever. But there does need to, you know, in my opinion, they're, they're, you know, they could use a little bit of turnover. And I think that's why sometimes when a team like Tennessee begins to come back, we get overly excited. When a team like TCU makes a run, we, we, we lose our minds and think this is March Madness and that somehow they're going to they're gonna have a chance to win the whole thing. But I do think that it would be good every now and then if we had some turnover. And I do think that, you know, again, LSU, Alabama, and Georgia, those are traditional football powers. But at least out of the SEC, um, you know, you've had three different national champions. Yeah. But let's, let's be honest, for a lot of programs – like TCU, just getting to the playoff was was winning. That 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 was that was meeting a goal and an expectation they never dreamed of. If Arkansas found themselves in that situation, let's be honest, guys, we'd be over the moon about just getting to the twelve team playoff, considering where we've been. So, for LSU, for Bama, for Georgia, for those programs, getting there's not good enough. But for the vast majority of college football and the Power Five, just getting to this new playoff will be will be a huge win. It will, but I'm going to tell you, when you have too many teams that are just proud to be there, you get what you got on Monday night, the lowest-rated college football national championship game in about 20 years because it was a lousy game. And, uh, you know, I'm all for the playoff. It's fun, and I'm all for it. But if you end up with a bunch of games like you had on Monday night, Mm -hmm. that thing will crash and burn because people will stop watching it, because we got a taste, in all honesty, we got a taste of what that one twelve game, or, or, or sometimes even that five twelve game is going to be like. There's going to be a game or two in a 12-team playoff that looks just like Monday night. And, you know, we can get into this on a different day, but at some point, I think Monday night showed it. Man, you got to readdress this idea that, conference champions are automatically top four seeds you're here uh you got to find a way you got to find a way to get the best teams in there and seed them accordingly if you're not going to do that you're going to have too many games like monday night and too many people changing the channel let's go to the barbershop today and argue about this because i'll bet that uh i'll bet i'll bet that happens a little bit i want to talk to you about v's barbershop for a minute they're a full service barbershop and that includes a sports argument uh, and they provide a lot more than just a haircut. Uh, it, it should be a ritual. It should be an enjoyable experience, nostalgic maybe. Uh, real barber chairs, old-fashioned hot leather, straight-edge razor shaves, and uh, maybe an argument or two about the college football playoff. They really do set a new standard. It's not just haircuts, um, and, and it really it covers all ages as well. Um, shampoo, facial massage, straight razor shave, mustache trim, you're talking about whiskers a minute ago, Tied Deluxe beard trims. <laughs> and, and they'll even clean it up when yeah. they're done. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's the best part about it. Now, they've got two locations in northwest Arkansas. They're on southwest 14th Street in Bentonville. That's just off 71B. And they're also in the Pleasant Crossing Shopping Center in Rogers. Cantor Road and Little Rock, Chanel Parkway, too. Or you can log on to vbarbershop.com. I want to come back to Arkansas basketball tonight with Alabama. I thought Adriel Ellis had a good stat, like stat in hog sports. The, the Arkansas basketball team in the last three years, do you know what they are in their first nine conference games year by year, 3-3-3? Three, three, three? They're 2-7. Yeah. Yeah. They are 2-7 and seven in their first nine conference games combined. three by year combined. So I, I've, I've felt like that this fan base was not 
to miffed the fact that they lost and maybe how they lost on Saturday night. I just, I'm not worried about tonight's game at all. They might not win, but I don't think they're going to get blown out of the building. Maybe that's just incorrect for me to think, but I think this team will adjust and bounce back from getting really embarrassed on Saturday night. They're ca- Arkansas is catching a point and a half, but the BP I heard uh, Ruskin and Zach give this number yesterday you know, for whatever it's worth, computers, the basketball power index, say Arkansas is 58% likely to win the game. Um, Bud Walton Arena always gives you a chance. They shoot better at home, they score better at home because they shoot better at home. So, you know, I don't go into this game tonight expecting a loss. I'll tell you that much. I don't go in expecting a loss, but I think winning this game is going to be really hard tonight. You're going to have to really do some things at a level that – um, you know, they've just not always done them at. I think they can, and I do think being at home is going to have a lot to do with it. But it is uh, it's going to be a tough chore tonight. Um, you know, as we talked a little bit earlier, I mean, teams do win on the road. They had three road wins in the league last night. And Alabama's won at number one Houston, and let's not act like they don't make noise there for their basketball team too. So, um, you know, um, it's going to be a tall order tonight. I think Arkansas has got a real chance to win the game, but you better bring it tonight. Is the t- is the biggest thing that is different about this Alabama team just the size from what traditionally Nate Oates has had, kind of like Arkansas, Chuck? Better players and size. I mean, you don't just put a bunch of tall guys out there and become good. Um, no, I mean, they got, you know, they got top five draft pick. They got, uh, they, they got a lot of dudes. So, um, and, you know, Arkansas does too. And that's what, you know, that's what makes it such a great matchup tonight. Who guards Miller? Is it Council? Is it Walsh? Is it a combination? I know at some point those guys are going to be sub, but that's the biggest mismatch problem for Arkansas when he's 6'9 and can just shoot over whoever Arkansas puts on him. Would you expect that Walsh guards him traditionally for most of the night? I would think Walsh would get a shot, yes. Yeah, I mean, when you look at him physically, I mean, that would, you know, that's 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 the guy that jumps out at you for sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that, you're right, that's the mismatch. But then you also look at Clowney inside, who uh, uh, is averaging eight and a half rebounds. I, a game. That's, 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 a, that's a tough matchup inside that Arkansas is going to probably have to have some help with. I don't know that Miller and Walsh is a mismatch. Um, I think Walsh can guard him. I think, I, now, now I'm not saying he's going to shut him down. I mean, the guy's a lottery pick for a reason. But um, I, don't, I don't think that's a mismatch necessarily. Arkansas has done a very good job during the Musselman era of uh, holding the other team's leading score mm. below their average. And a lot of times they do it well below their average, and they take a lot of pride in that. Now, you know, we're speculating on who the guy's going to be. But, um, and it obviously will be more than one, I'm sure. But, you know, you can um, – uh, I think Arkansas has got the guys to guard him. You know, it doesn't mean he won't get some. But you just can't let him take over the game. Jordan's got to stay out of foul trouble. I mean, that's well, they all do. Uh, yeah, particularly with him being that six-seven guy that has shown the ability to be a lockdown defender at points this season. He's also made freshman well, mistakes where he picks up a block here, or he picks up a charge here. And it's hard when you're telling a guy to be aggressive and go hard to the cup, and then you pick up a charge. But he has to stay out of foul trouble tonight if they're going to put him on the most of the game. You know, the defender gets in your path. You got a choice. You can stop and jump and shoot or, or pass. I mean, you don't have to run the guy over. I mean, I know you're trying to get to the free throw line, but if, if he's in your path, you know when he, you know when you're going to get that charge. And I think some guys go through the defender at times just because they want to make a point. 
Well, you also have your moment. I mean, it's not as easy as that. Otherwise, there wouldn't be. I mean, it's the momentum. It's the split second of a guy sliding over. It's not. I wish it was that easy because then there wouldn't be charges. Well, but, I mean, you've got a lot of things that are going against that said guy with all that carry moving well, forward. Well, maybe you, you framed it, though, as there's no choice. I mean, you're just, you know, it's destined to be. I, you know, I don't know that it's always just destined to be. I mean, you do have a choice on, on what you can do with it. But it's going to be a fun one tonight, 6 o'clock for the start, 5.30 for the pregame. Ruskin and Zach will walk you right up to it. A little bit later on tonight, then we're back after the game, guys, with uh, Hog Reaction. A lot of us will be driving back to wherever we're going, and uh, Ruskin and Zach are going to be back after the game tonight and, uh, you know, take all your calls, your text, all of that to talk about what I think uh, everyone's talking about today, Chuck, and that's Arkansas and Bama. Got to get around quick. Got to leave early. If you're traveling from one of the other spots, um, count on traffic. Count on a mad dash for a 6 o'clock game. Everybody's going to descend during that hour before tip-off, so uh, take a deep breath. Yeah, and get Leave your phone, early. as you're waiting in line, get your tickets ready on your phone. Don't be the one up there at the <laughs> scanner that's trying to log into your account as you get to the uh, yeah. as you get to the ticket. Tommy ticket sounds like deal. a grumpy old man today. Well, Doesn't I'm like just the stripe you, out. He, 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 you're get trying get to your get phone the, out. Get your ticket ready. I don't mind ready. the stripe out. Get your, but, but don't be the one holding up the line, you know, because you're trying to log into your account. <laughs> we have decent wow, It's 60 degrees at tip. I know we're inside, but it's at least not going to be bad. It's not going to be bad. It's not going to be hard to get there weather-wise. Yeah. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. All right, time number three of a What's Your Beef Wednesday edition of the Morning Rush. We always get excited when Alabama football comes to town, but it's a little different because Alabama basketball is in town. But, man, it is a hot ticket tonight, Tommy. It is, uh, it's going to be a full building. It's going to be uh, an early ball game, which I think uh, it changes the dynamic. But we saw last year with the Auburn game, it didn't. Uh, the early start didn't take away from anything that uh, what Bud Walton can be about. We'll talk about all of that. In just a second, Chuck Barrett's here with us for the conversation this morning. We're brought to you by Matchstick Studios and Modular Orange. If you've moved past the point of uh, the DIY website for your business and you need professional help and help you can afford, that's our friends at Matchstick Studios. For $95 a month, they'll create the website you need to attract new leads and more customers to your business. How you're found online matters. How you present yourself online matters. Oftentimes, it's the first impression you make on a potential customer. Your Facebook page is not your website. You don't control that. Facebook does. 
So think about a website or updating and rehabbing your current website. Go to Matchstick Studios and go to their product called Modular Orange. It's ModularOrange.com. $95 a month, no upfront cost. That's ModularOrange.com for Matchstick Studios. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by Mach 1 Financial. Mach 1 Financial Group LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. For full disclosures, visit Mach1Financial.com slash disclosures. So you still got a limited amount of upper deck general admission tickets that are going to be available to purchase. Students are still on break technically, though I don't anticipate there will be that much of a drop-off in student attendance. I mean, I remember I'd come back from break just to see a game like this, and Arkansas was rarely ranked when I was in class. Yeah, I don't know how many of these were, but they were all, like I said, upper deck. I, I guess it would be maybe a couple hundred seats, and I, I don't even know if they're still available, Chuck. They may be all gone by now. I don't know. I, I, I saw the announcement yesterday, too, but um, I don't know if they were snatched up or not. I would imagine when we look around tonight, it's going to be hard to find an empty seat. Chuck, is it odd to say that this is the first top 15 matchup since 95? I mean, I read down the game notes, and I was just kind of like... Is yeah, that, that can't be right. Yeah, like, and then I was like, I guess it is. Is that odd? Well, yeah, you know, when you think about the ascension of SEC basketball, um, you know, it's it's only been the last few years, honestly, that you had a big pool of candidates there. You know, there were years Arkansas was ranked. There were years Arkansas wasn't. But sometimes, I mean, we're not that far removed from the SEC being a three-bid league or a four-bid league. So, you know, when you're that type of conference, it stands to reason you're not going to have that many ranked teams. But I think now as the conference as a whole has gotten a lot better, we're not going to be saying this very much longer. Everybody's going to have a game where they have a ranked matchup, and we say it's the first time, or they say, or whoever says, first ranked matchup in our building in, you know, 30 years. And next year, the year after that, and the year after that, they're going to have more of them. Yeah, I mean, you're playing your third straight ranked opponent. You're just, I mean, just looking at yeah. the schedule here. Missouri ranked in the top 25. Auburn was ranked in the top 25. Alabama, obviously, tonight ranked in the top five. So, um, you know, that hasn't been a possibility in this league unless, like, the stars aligned and your schedule just fell right to have three ranked opponents. Now, after that, Arkansas plays at Nashville Saturday, as Chuck was talking about in the last hour, and then at uh, Missouri again as of right now. And I don't suspect Vanderbilt's going to get there. They're not a ranked team and won't be come uh, – obviously won't be come Saturday. So. You know, in, in football, matchups among ranked teams are, you know, commonplace in our conference. And I think that's going to happen in basketball. I don't think we're very far removed, and I've not looked at the composite schedule, but I'm sure there was some thought put into it that um, I think every you know Tuesday and or Wednesday night and every Saturday, you're going to have a really good game. I mean, games with national implications and, you know, net implications and uh, all the things that, you know, big games have. And we routinely see that in football, and I think it's going to become routine in basketball, too. But there's no question this is the game of the week, at least in the midweek games in this league. It's the only match. There was no matchups last night amongst ranked teams. Tonight, you've got number 20, Missouri, who is ranked, but uh, uh, they're traveling to unranked A&M. You've got Mississippi State and Georgia. Neither team are ranked. So this is, you know, yeah. four versus 15. You look ahead to Saturday 
And uh, I don't see any ranked matchups on Saturday. So you, I guess ranked opponents, ranked on ranked opponents. All you guys see is who the mothership sending. They're sending the A crew, like Chuck was talking about in the podcast. They're sending Billis and, Billis and Ravage, who Billis we know is kind of like the Herbie of college basketball, and then Ravage is premier in college basketball and college baseball. So that's I saw that and I was like, well, they're treating it like it's a big game tonight. What's on? What's Carl, on? Carl Ravage comes out for the big games. Yeah, what's on ESPN tonight? Why is this must game be in? the NBA? I don't know, but I'm I'm going to oh, guess the NBA. I was kind of yeah, surprised when I yeah, um, saw that. Be that. Not that ESPN two is a bad thing. I mean, that's still a huge audience, and there's going to be a lot of college basketball fans. That uh, one of the things I asked Mossman uh, about a month or so ago is, I was like, "Do you feel like that there's not just Arkansas fans that are watching this basketball team just based on the way they play?" I guess tonight with the lottery picks that you have. But the fact that this is the top, you're going to have a good chunk of non-Alabama, non-Arkansas fans watching this game tonight. And there's going to be sure you will. scouts yeah. galore in that building tonight, Chuck. You're going to run yeah, into were, 15 of them. Well, although there'll be more than that. Um, there were about 30 at the game Saturday night. And uh, there'll be – and this kind of goes back to what Anthony Black said after the ball game Saturday night, that, you know, we're a good team. We got, you know, we got dudes. We got guys that pro scouts watch. So – Every time we play, it's going to be a big game. Uh, the scouts had a perfect doubleheader last Saturday because they got to go to Alabama and Kentucky and Tuscaloosa in the afternoon and then drive on over to Auburn for the night game. So it worked out for them, and there'll be a bunch of them there tonight. So must after the game, kind of put a challenge to his team to get in the gym and shoot more. Here's how Kamadi and the guys have been responding after that statement. You're not going to be able to win in the SEC a lot if you're not working on your game. So, I mean, everybody has been in the gym. It's probably my second, third time being in the gym before practice. So we're working. Trust me, we're working. Guys, I don't think they're going to shoot 60% tonight but I think they're probably going to hit a few more threes and shots in addition to just being at home. I I don't think they're going to have shooting woes tonight based on kind of what happened in the aftermath of Saturday. Well, you know, you hope, you know, you hope not. Um, They'll, uh, you know, I don't know that this is going to be a great perimeter shooting team at any point. I would think they, you know, you generally hit a few more of those at home to me, you know, can they finish? Can they finish at the rim? Um, you know, when they, if, if say for example, Alabama plays some zone tonight, when they break it down, uh, as they did at Auburn the other night, uh, can you finish? Couldn't finish the other night. Uh, these guys, you know, Alabama's got some men on the inside. I mean, they're men and you know, you got to match that physicality and not just match the physicality. You got to be able to put the ball in the basket. I, I, I mean, and, and keep them from doing it. It sounds simple, but that's, that's, you know, uh, you've 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 got to match them body for body in there, and to me, that's that's where the game's going to be won or lost tonight. We keep coming back to this team's lack of three point shooting, which again last year they're outside the top three hundred. Tommy, what is something that this team should take away from last year's team? Them still being able to score with still not being able to really shoot the basketball from deep. Well, I mean, if you're not going to be able to shoot the, the ball from deep, you can't let the other team have a field day there. So I, and one thing I think you can control is is defense. And Arkansas hadn't always been great at defending the three either. But uh, I, I think you can make up for offensive shortcomings, guys, with good defense. They still total the points at the end. So if you can limit your opponent, Chuck, I'm, I'm going to say defense is something you can control. You can control that. I also think there's got to be more movement away from the ball on offense. Um, you know, that's one of the things that that team, you know, a year ago really, really did well. And, um, 
you know, I've said this before. I mean, you can improve your team scoring without being a scorer. Um, you know, who's the guy that gets, you know, as they call it, the hockey assist, the assist before the assist? Um, who keeps it, you know, keeps it moving? You know, just to use a simple phrase, Trey Wade did a lot of that a year ago. Um, you know, who's unselfish? Who, who, who sets a screen? Um, those are all things that lead to offensive production. And you may not be the guy getting the basket. You know, when I think about Wade, he was not a scorer, but he knew what it took to score, if that makes sense. And I think that, you know, Tony was that way. Uh, he might not be the leading scorer, but he knew what it took to break down a defense. And I think that what this team, I won't say it lacks, but what, you know, you hope it gains as we go along is that what those other four guys are doing, uh, that's just as important as what the guy with the basketball is doing. We may not watch it as closely, but it's just as important. It's the crispness of the passes, the accuracy of the passes. You, when you're playing a zone team, a lot of times those passing lanes get narrowed when you're trying to go inside, leads to turnovers. We talked about this the other day, Chuck, with a with a 30-second shot clock. If there's any pressure in the backcourt at all, now you come to the, the front court at 22 or 20 or somewhere in that area on the shot clock. Well, if you don't want to get yourself in a situation where you're settling for a shot with five seconds to go, those passes have to be efficient, have to be crisp. And I know that's true in, in any possession, but it can get compressed in a hurry on you, um, particularly when you're trying to, to run a zone-busting offense. Yeah, I mean, you've uh, you got to work quick, that's for sure. And whether they're, you know, regardless of what they're doing. And a lot of teams do put, you know, we'll call it token pressure in the backcourt. But, you know, those three or four seconds can turn out to be pretty valuable sometimes. You know, one thing maybe to chart or keep an eye on tonight is how many shots does Arkansas take? And you could, you could even ter- take the uh, term settle. And, you know, when you're, when you're shooting the first shot in your half court with five seconds or less on the shot clock, that, that's not where you necessarily want to find yourself. And that doesn't mean you take the first good look with 18 on it either. But, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, that's something to keep an eye on is, how many first looks at the basket are you getting with less than five on the shot clock? Is the only guy that you're okay with doing that is Joseph Pinion from three? Well, I mean, legitimately, if there's a guy that's – even if a guy's open, I guess transition's different, but if it's just a one half-court pass, do you really not want anyone taking that first shot unless it's Pinion? I mean, I don't know what their percentages are. I know Devo's shooting the worst he has. Ricky's not shooting. but They just can't shoot. Mm-hmm. I, You know, if you got a good look, I mean – got a good look at the basket and you're open you got to take it but but if you're not making them you know i don't know i think that's something you got to get a feel for early if the shot's going in and they have more so at home than on the road i I don't think you pass up a good shot what do you think chuck oh i you know i mean you know you got to execute and get your shot when you get it you take it um you know there and we see it a lot in basketball games teams will do everything they have to do to get the shot off but get the shot off mm-hmm. and then you start over and that's when you end up you know rushing or settling or you know not getting as good an opportunity so i mean you got to execute you got to get the shot away and um you know but um again i, I just I, I i go back to the physicality of tonight inside and i'm sure i sound like a broken record but i i just really think when you look at this game, where it's going to be won or lost, we can talk about first shots, and we can talk about a lot of things, but if Alabama beats you up inside on the glass tonight, man's up, and you don't match that, it's going to be a long night. 
Uh, and, you know, to me, that's, that's where the game may be won or lost for Arkansas tonight. Hey, I know a lot of people have made resolutions for the new year. Some of them we'll keep, some of them we won't. That's just how it goes. But if you've set goals for your finances in 2023, I think you'll really enjoy listening to the Mach 1 Market Moment podcast. These are local financial professionals who are going to discuss resolutions you actually have a chance to keep. And uh, you can go to Mach1FG.com and find out more about what I'm talking about. That's M-A-C-H, the number one, FG.com. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. For full disclosures, visit Mach1Financial.com slash disclosures. Did you watch your thunder last night? Uh, we lost by one. Did you see how the game played yeah, out in the heat? 40 free throws. 40? That, that was where I was going. That's the, that's the team that, that's going to win tonight. You know, last <sighs> night you saw a record 40 of 40 at the free throw line. Are you the, kidding me? No, they made 40 out of 40, wow. and the heat win by one. So I, I saw that stat last night. I thought, that's what Arkansas has got to do. I don't know if they're good at 40 FTAs, but that's the kind of game Arkansas. I think this game's ultimately won at the free throw line just because of how many attempts these teams get. And I think, you know, missed shots may be your best shot on getting an offensive putback. But the free that free throw number stood out to me last night when I was just looking through some stuff on Twitter. Butler hit 23 of 23 <laughs> yeah. last night. And win by one. I mean, you'd think if you made 40 free throws, Chuck, you'd win by, you know, going away. But they won by one. Hey, those, uh, you know, they're pros. I mean, they call them pros for a reason. When you go 40 of 40 at the line, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's professional basketball. They had this, uh, there's Thanks. this really cool display at the College Basketball Experience in Kansas City, which is kind of like the College Basketball Hall of Fame. And they have this free throw theme that you have this huge giant screen of like the Cameron Crazies, Bud Wall, and all these things are yelling at you. And the record, I remember there was a record there. Some guy hit 65 in a row, 65, just walking up and shooting in in jeans and a t-shirt. I was just amazed at that. But they yeah. need, I don't know where Arkansas is free throw percentage this year, but I, I think it's 70, if I remember that right. But they got to shoot better than that tonight. I think, if they I think it's 61 in the league right now, Ugh. which is where we are right now. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, you got to get a little bit better. Got to get significantly better than that. Um, season stats right now, I'm not saying season stats don't matter. But if you want to find a trend line, you better look at those SEC numbers. Yeah, second to last in the league, like you said, Chuck. That is uh, that is. So, I mean, you got to get better. And, and you know, Hey, Arkansas's not the only one that struggles at the foul line. That's a you know that's a trend line, as we've gotten into into SEC play. Mississippi State's at forty eight percent in SEC play. I mean, it's just unheard of. So, yeah, free throws with the way the game's played now. If your objective is to get to the free throw line, you better be ready to make them. And while I'm looking at these stats, Arkansas this year has been excellent in conference play. I know there's only been three game sample size, but limiting opponents' offensive rebounds, that's something we've been good at. But the opponents have not gotten offensive rebounds on uh -huh. Arkansas. With that front line that we keep talking about because it's going to have an impact, 6'9", six, 6'10", six, seven feet. You got to do what you did in third grade, box out. If you don't box out, they're going to hound you all night long on the glass, and it's going to be a long night in Bud Walton Arena. No, I mean, that's that's basic stuff. Now, you know, the other night at Auburn, you expected to have a real battle on the offensive boards, and Arkansas wore them out on the glass. But it didn't equal a victory. In fact, it, it really equaled you never really being in the game. Sometimes the, the other team's not rebounding well because, well, they're making them. Uh, that wasn't necessarily the case at Auburn, but 
Um, sometimes those, those numbers can fool you, and I thought that was a number that was uh, deceiving. If you didn't have the final score, just looking at the numbers, Chuck, you'd ex- expected a team to win the way Arkansas dominated the glass the other night. So that number's not always, you know, true. Well, you know, it's about finishing. After you know, it's about finishing and making that offensive rebound turn into points, and that's why you know I've talked about matching them inside tonight. You know, physical finishing. Uh, making the basket through contact, playing through contact. Uh, it's it's going to be a man's game down low. Big boy basketball. You've gotten slapped around a little bit since you got into conference play, but this team has shown the last couple of years they can get take a punch and then respond. You got slapped in the first half against Missouri, and you came back in the, mm-hmm. the basketball game. So it's not like there isn't at least – evidence of Devo and Kamani, they know how to do it, and the guys at least that have played in Bud Walton against a conference opponent against a ranked team, they know how to do it, but you're going to get punched tonight. You're going to get punched in the mouth. It's like you were talking about earlier, Chuck, it's a game of runs. You've got to have more runs of your own tonight, especially to get that crowd going. You need something to set the tone, like you were saying earlier, to get this crowd going and start from the jump tonight. Yeah, I mean, something's got to happen, and you know, you hope that it will. Uh, good, Good starts are important. I mean, they're not a guarantee and a bad start's not a guarantee either but yeah it'd be nice to have something good happen early on tonight you know maybe uh uh you know a block shot's always good you know that's always good to get everybody going or you know somebody makes a three uh mentioned it earlier but i think live ball turnovers and scoring off those are really important arkansas only had four steals the other night and two of them were by kamani so you got to defend the perimeter better than that hey real quick before we go Will this be the biggest, when we look back on it, will this be the biggest home game of the year? I know everyone circled Kentucky. Those were the tickets you wanted. Uh, That was the game you had to go to. But, man, the way things have played out so far, I I think tonight's game may be the biggest home game of the year. Well, it is for now. That's for sure. And we don't know how it's going to all play out. And, you know, we may remember this game. (laughs) Pardon me. We may remember this game, or we may try to forget it. I don't know. But... Um, you know, this is at least to this point, it's the biggest game, that's for sure. It's Ter- only big if you win it. Yeah, in terms of the magnitude, what you're headed into it, yes. It's just like Auburn and Kentucky last yeah. year. Kentucky is always, it doesn't matter if they come in here ranked or unranked, that's always going to be a big game, but it did rise to the level of Auburn mm-hmm. did last year. And this team's four for a reason. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.